It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, November 15th, 2016. We have 18 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for winds in effect until about 5 p.m. today, and a small craft advisory for hazardous seas in effect through Thursday afternoon. So it's going to be a windy week with elevated sea heights on the ocean. And today we're going to be talking about the, um, the possible effects of the Trump administration on the maritime industry. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll share with you an article from a, an industry website, maritime industry website called workboat.com, which is an interesting uh, play, thing to check out if you're a fan of maritime news like I am. But first, let's take a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have six inbound vessels, seven in the Astoria anchorage, and five outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Pegasus Highway, arriving from Tacoma, headed for Portland. She has brand new Hondas on board. She'll pass Astoria around 9.30 a.m. and arrive at the port of Portland around 3.30 p.m. The La Bamba is arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She um, will be going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll arrive in the Anchorage at around 11.30 a.m. The JPS Ellie is arriving from Vancouver, British Columbia, headed for Vancouver, Washington's Anchorage. She'll be going upriver to a port um, in Portland, to in the Portland area. To she's uh, her cargo is cement. She will pass Astoria around 12:30 p.m. and arrive in Vancouver around 6:30 p.m. The Ultra Cory is arriving from Port Angeles, Washington, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She's a bulk carrier uh, picking up potash at the Port of Portland eventually, but she'll stop in the Anchorage for a bit around 1.30 p.m. The ADS Arendel is arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll arrive there around 1.30 p.m. The New Boundary is uh, arriving from offshore, also headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She's a bulk carrier heading upriver eventually to pick up wheat, and she'll arrive in Astoria's Anchorage off the downtown waterfront around 2.30 p.m. today. In the Astoria Anchorage, the CBC Fuyi is uh, headed for Longview from the Anchorage. To, she's going up to Longview to pick up wheat. She'll leave the anchorage around 6 a.m. and arrive in Longview around 9.30 a.m. The Key Spring is headed for Vancouver to pick up wheat around noontime. She will um, arrive in Vancouver around 6 p.m. The Amstel Eagle is headed for Portland also to pick up wheat. She will leave around 3 p.m. and you might see her in the Portland area around 9 p.m. That leaves the Clara, the GH Power, and the Nanita all awaiting orders in the Astoria Anchorage. And at the port of Astoria, we have a small cruise ship called the Safari Voyager. In our outbounders, we have the Precious Sky leaving Longview carrying wheat at about 9 a.m. She'll pass Astoria outbound around 12.30 p.m. The Sincerity Ace is leaving Portland with Hondas on board, leaving around 2 p.m. The, uh, and passing Astoria outbound around 8 p.m. The Hyundai number 107, bet you can guess what's on that car ship. Leaving Portland, maybe not. She's got Fords on board, actually. Those Hyundai ships come in with Hyundais on board, but they leave with things like Mustangs and Ford Explorers these days headed for Asia. And the Alpha Happiness is leaving Vancouver with wheat on board. She's a bulk carrier. She will leave around 5.30 p.m. and um, arrive uh, past Astoria outbound, rather, around 11.30 p.m. And the Galleon is leaving Portland carrying wheat, another bulker, leaving around 10 p.m. You might see her running lights past Astoria around 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Today I'd like to talk with you a little bit more about the possible effect on the maritime industry of a Trump administration. And we've talked a little bit already about the fact that the market um, responded well initially in the mar maritime stocks went up upon hearing that Trump was elected. But there's some uh, 
some misgivings uh, happening within the industry about what is really going to be the effect of his presidency upon the um, the U.S. maritime industry. So I'm going to share with you some ideas and some some excerpts from a, a, an article that I found on a, a maritime industry um, news website called Workboat.com. The person who wrote this article is her name is Pamela Glass, and she is the Washington D.C. correspondent for Workboat. And she reports on the maritime industry. And she's talking in this article about issues in the shipping sector of the economy that might be affected by the Trump administration. And this is from an economic viewpoint. So this is not taking into consideration environmental issues or anything else. It's really looking at the money side of what could happen to the maritime industry under this administration. So I'm just going to share with you some of the ideas that were in this uh, this article, which you can find at workboat.com. Um, issues that uh, could be affected by the um, by, by a Trump administration include the Jones Act, which is legislation that protects the U.S. maritime industry from foreign flag vessels um, taking over certain parts of domestic shipping. Coast Guard funding is always an issue under any presidential administration. How would that be affected under a Trump administration? Um, regulations on vessel discharge of ballast water and other things could be affected. Port modernization is an issue. Uh, some ports need a lot of infrastructure improvements. Would that happen? Um, the dwindling merchant fleet, um, would the Trump administration ad- address any of that? Shipbuilding could be boosted depending on what happens. Um, And also, no one has any idea who will be the transportation secretary, the secretary of energy, or the head of the maritime administration. These are all appointments that are traditionally made by an incoming president. Um, Some economic positives that could happen if uh, the administration were to beef, to build up the Navy infrastructure that would help shipbuilding. If regulations were to be rolled back regarding uh, fossil fuels, that would cause more commerce in the shipping industry. Um, And if infrastructure, if what Donald Trump has talked about, about improving infrastructure really were to happen, that would likely include improvements to ports and waterways. But one major downside mentioned in this article, I'm going to read you an excerpt from it, is uh, trade, uh, Trump's anti-trade rhetoric during his campaign. He has said he would tear up existing trade agreements and slap tariffs on Chinese imports. And this does not sit well with blue water container shipping, which is going across the ocean. As the U.S. economy is still the major driver of international trade, and the industry is already suffering from weak demand and overcapacity. It, it could also affect brown water shipping, which is um, generally inland uh, tug and barge traffic kind of stuff that goes on on rivers like the Columbia. Uh, so the two industry segments are often linked, the blue water and the brown water, and more and more U.S. domestic commodity movements, um, the more th- things that are usually shipped inland on systems like the Columbia River, Snake River system, especially things like grain and coal, go to export on ships. So those two systems are linked. Then there's the issue of Cuba. President Obama tried to normalize relations with that communist nation after more than 50 years. And it's been a, a good opportunity for ports and the cruise industry. Um, Trump has thrown progress, this progress into an uncertain abyss, according to this article. He's made conflicting statements about Cuba, but um, promised during campaign stops that his administration would return to a hard-line policy and oppose lifting any embargoes and reverse Obama's executive order on Cuba. So that could affect that the, ship, the cruise ship industry. And last, uh, in this article, they mention, she mentions the wall that Um, President Trump said he wanted to build on the border with Mexico, 2,000 miles long, 
um, construction, legal, humanitarian, and logistical challenges, of course. Um, the author of this article says that if it comes to pass, it would in heavily involve the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and those are the folks who keep inland waterways dredged and maintained. And when you see the, the Army Corps of Engineers dredges like the Essayons working out on the river, that's what they're doing. They're keeping the... the um, the waterways open. So this author is saying that if the Army Corps of Engineers, if their their work is spread over even larger responsibilities, they may have trouble um, keeping up with their maritime responsibilities. So that article is from an editorial on workboat.com, a maritime industry trade publication. You can find it on that website, um, all about the possible effect of a Trump presidential administration on uh, the maritime industry. We'll have to see how this all unfolds as appointments are made and actual policy and actions come out of this administration. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.